it's time for another episode of Trash Island. What number are we on? Oh, um, 17. 17, nice. I believe. Um, this week's topic, we have got Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that's right. So we're really stepping on uh, those conspiracy guys' turf now. Well, they're not those Unsolved Mystery guys. Yeah. I think a distinction between a mystery and a conspiracy. I think like a conspiracy is more like... It involves like wide-scale... Uh, misleading, right? But people are always fitting things to a conspiracy. Like, you know, conspiracy is an answer to a question, where a mystery is a question. You think? Yeah. Because a mystery poses a question, where but conspiracy like a, a, is kind of just like a trying theory. to answer something. So, is right? a theory about a mystery a conspiracy? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe there's a further distinctions uh, required. Yeah. Something to think about. I think it's all semantics. Like, if you have. If you have well, like, the mystery is just a story which raises a question, right? Yeah. And then a conspiracy usually... Maybe a conspiracy Isn't... has... They always have an answer with Would them. you say, um... So, like, the moon landing is fake? Is that a conspiracy? That's a conspiracy <sighs> theory. Yeah. But that's not about a mystery. It's a conspiracy. Um... Yeah, see, this is it. Maybe it doesn't have a mystery, but it's just an answer. It's like it's a, stating something is. Oh, it's, a diff- uh, it's like saying that something is like some it is the way it is, and a mystery is asking, what what happened? Yeah, yeah. A mystery is you like an I mean? unfinished story, but a conspiracy is like, this is how it actually is, mm-hmm. or like. Pretty much, yeah. And then it's like, and it answers all these other things as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> mysteries. Eh? <laughs> huh. Yeah. Uh, we, we we prepared a few, done a bit of research. Yeah. Rare research. Rare, rare <laughs> bit of research for this podcast. Um, um, I've got one. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Mm-hmm. I think it's Alien Moore. It's Alien this, Moore? Yeah. More aliens? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe that, that could actually honestly explain some of this. But anyway, um, it's an island off the coast of Scotland in the oh, north. Oh, Illin Moore. Illin Moore. Yeah. There Ilan, we go. Illin means island. Oh, really? More means big. <laughs> big island. I don't know. Or might, more aliens. <laughs> more aliens, maybe. <laughs> might uh, be different in Scottish, but that's what it'd be in Irish. That's probably close to it, I'd say. So anyway, um, there's these three lighthouse keepers, and they all disappear one day when a boat's coming in. Um, and these guys went in to investigate, and it was a totally normal scene. Um, there were two of the three waterproof jackets missing in the kitchen, um, but they found pretty much everything else was normal, but one chair uh, was laying on the floor and there was still a meal on the table. So they probably like left in a hurry or something like Certainly that. Certainly seems like. Um, but the only clues really came from the lighthouse keeper's log. The entries were severe winds, the likes of which I've never seen before in 20 years. Oof. So there's these crazy winds going on. Um, and also in the log it said that one of the guys had been very quiet and the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying, which is strange because he was known as the tough guy. So he, he was actually a little sissy. He's a little sissy, so that's the biggest <laughs> twist in this tale. You know what he is? He's a baby. Yeah. How many babies cry? A wee baby. A baby. A wee Scottish baby. <clears throat> okay. Um, so storms shouldn't really have been a big deal for this guy because he's a pretty like hardened... He's been doing Lighthouse this, man. Yeah, he's been doing that for ages. Um, and then entries the day later stated that the storm was still raging even worse than before, and the lighthouse keepers were praying for it to stop. But the lighthouse was 150 feet above sea level, so like it was totally protected. These guys have been doing this stuff for ages. They've definitely seen storms like just as bad. But even if there was a bad storm, they would have been totally safe. Yeah. So it's like, why would they have left in a hurry or like you know, done something weird because of the storms. Um, the thing is, there were no storms reported in the whole area in any of the days close to those entries. It was totally calm the entire time. Hmm. And the final log entry said, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Isn't that spooky? That is quite spooky. What hmm. happened to them? Well, two of them put on their waterproof coats, right? So why was, yeah. Must have gone in the water. One of the guys went in the water, you think? Two of them did, with their waterproof coats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? They would have been they would have been immune they probably would have walked to the bottom of the ocean in those waterproof coats. <laughs> maybe they found Atlantis. <laughs> and then one of them probably was going with them, but then was like, Ah, left my waterproof coat. Oh, no. He ran back and knocked over Got that lost. chair. Yeah. 
then, Where did they end well, up? Where was his waterproof coat? Was that still in the gaff? Yeah, there was one there still. He went in without his waterproof coat and yeah. drowned. He perished first. No. Oh, you forgot your coat? <laughs> As he's... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, probably one of them... There's a theory one, one that... One of them fell in. There was a theory that there was a, a load of rope on the ground outside the lighthouse... And there's a theory that it like blew off on uh, from a top part of the lighthouse or something like that, mm-hmm. and they all hurriedly went to to go down and get it, and then a wave washed washed them in. Ooh. But that would only be true if there were the storms that they were talking about in their in their log. But there weren't any. But there must have been. Who would lie about a storm? That's true. Do you know what? I heard a theory about this. But why was there that entry in the end? The God is calm. Storm is oh, over. Yeah, that seems like it's after the storm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you hear the one that the theory that there is an island nearby that's full of fairies? Really? That came to get them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) See that that took them away from the that that when you put the fairies in that kind of becomes a conspiracy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think this like I prefer a believable answer. Yeah, I wish there was one. Mm. I'd say they just went a bit mad. Suicide pact. You never know. They well have gone mad. It's yeah, like it would be that far north. It's going to be dark all the time. You're just sitting up there in a tower, staring at the same sea. Have you? Yeah, you would go burn me, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you considered it. pirates. Pirates got them. Yeah, pirates are like what would lucky they, here, boys. What would they have that pirates want? Their bodies. Their bodies. And sell them in slavery. Scottish bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart, sexy lighthouse. You know, everyone's got that lighthouse keeper fetish. <laughs> In those days. What year was it? Uh, 1900. Yeah, absolutely. Lighthouse keeper fetish. Was yeah. big. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Sexy lighthouse keepers. But there's, uh, there's people who work there today and they say that they sometimes hear the voices uh, and like their names being whispered in the wind. But I'd say it's pretty windy, so you could almost hear anything up there. Yeah. Do we talk about in Iceland, there's like a majority of people believe in fairies? Yeah. And they reckon it's because it's so dark so there. So dark and they yeah. make stuff up with you. Or like your brain naturally fills stuff in when yeah. you can't see. Brain's always trying to make patterns yeah. and, and recognize faces. Understand stuff. It's like, I just don't get it. It's like, oh, I want to put a face in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a rock, it's a human. Uh, um, I asked a colleague if he had any good unsolved mysteries for me. And did he? Um, he, said, he said, not him. But uh, a bus full of uh, bingo players <laughs> were driving home and they saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, there's proof for like why it was credible. He's like, and none of them were drinking. <laughs> yeah, they so all, they're they're all, all old it. bingo players. <laughs> yeah, but if they all saw it. Well, apparently the driver saw it too. <laughs> the driver saw it too. That's credible then. If you add up all the. Very admit- admittedly low credibility of a bus full of old bingo playing ladies. <laughs> if you sum that up, no, it equals <laughs> five credible people. Do you not think it gets less credible because they're also they're open? One of them, the only thing one of them to believe it's there. They're the open minded. The rest of them start to think it's there. Like, oh, oh, they're very influent, like influenceable as well. Yeah, maybe they're like vulnerable when they're in facts. <laughs> Group thing, um, but oh, I, I thought I wasn't gonna tell it, but I guess I did tell that mystery. <laughs> I have a proper one though. Um, oh, just keep putting the code in, Ramakon. Okay, mysterious case of Lenny Dirksen. Ooh, um, where's look, that look, name? Look him up, actually. I want you to see the picture of him. Lenny Dirksen, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. So in the nineties, old Lenny was having. Uh, breakfast with his son. Wow, he has an incredible uh, moustache. Yeah, and look how happy he looks. Yeah, that's a big old smile on him. Wow, <laughs> so he's he... a farmer in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's having breakfast with his son. One day, some lad, he's like in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. He so. looks exactly like Will Ford. Do you know who that is? No, but um, if he anyway. looks like Lenny Jerickson, I think I might know yeah. what he looks like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so middle of nowhere. Some lad pulls up in a car about a 40 year old guy with a beard and a hat that said no fear on it Okay. and Lenny goes out to see what he wants and your man's there to buy a horse off him mm-hmm. and he uh, Lenny goes in gets in the truck tells his son he'll be back that afternoon goes to sell him one of his stud horses Okay. but then uh, no one ever hears from him again the guy who he was selling it to? no Lenny oh Lenny Lenny disappears oh and people say they saw Lenny 
having breakfast with this guy in a cafe in town and then off the map just gone and get this Lenny never advertised he was selling that horse so how did your man know how to get to him he's a, do you think he's a a sleeper cell agent no that, I, I, that's not what I thought um, so there's always a possibility that he's dead but right. he, I think but why would he have gone to sell a horse that he knew he didn't like he definitely knew what was going on to some degree yeah, I think the horse was for sale or he was going to sell it but there's no advertisement that someone could, someone could have found out about it like okay. this out of town or stranger so he just came up and basically said do you have a horse for sale uh, it's unclear what they said because he went out to talk to him yeah okay but whatever he, he inquired about the horse Here, here's what I think Okay. These lads were he was Lenny was gay mm. and closeted okay. in Oklahoma. But I developed an online relationship with this guy. Okay. And then someone saw him? And I don't know. But he just he just arranged to get away. Get he away like, from that life. Yeah. But then there he was just gone through a messy divorce. Right. And his dairy business was failing. Okay. The stars align. But but then his son said Lenny would never do that. He was really close with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you ever go off those words when it's always like, oh, my, my son would never I do something like this. I think you never trust. Everyone, everyone always says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you remember the uh, that guy that shot up a load of people in Las Vegas? Yeah. They interviewed his brother the next day. It's not the type. And it was just all like, yeah, he wouldn't do this. He's not the kind of guy to do that. He's totally normal. And then he did it. And he did it. But he did it. He absolutely did it. Um, yeah, it's not Lenny. Oh, and then people like thought they saw him in a bar years later. And we're like, it's Lenny, it's Lenny. And but did he not just, respond? Uh, he just walked off, I think. Oh, he knew. <laughs> or no, I think he was talking to your man. So maybe, then he left and they couldn't find him again. So maybe your theory is right and he, he's just coming back for a visit when they saw him again. Yeah. Unsure, anyway. That's old Lenny. Old Lenny. I mostly like that one because it involves a horse, and again, just the picture of Lenny is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is great. You guys should look that up. Lenny Derrickson. <laughs> uh, you got another one? Um, so, this one, there's a $10 million reward if you solve it. What? But, uh, so basically, in 1990, in Boston, on uh, St. Patrick's Day, or the morning after, so like 2am on the 18th of March, mm-hmm. there was uh, 13 pieces of art valued between <laughs> 300 and 500 million stolen. And the way it happened is, uh, in the early hours of the morning, um, the security guards for the museum that these were hosted in, it was in like a, a special set part of the museum that, that had been there for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so the security guards were responding to two policemen who said that there was a disturbance reported um, and the security guards let them in don't they get tied up by the fake police officers oh. and then they steal these 13 pieces of uh, artwork but funnily enough there was so there was other paintings in there which were, were like alone worth like 500 million but instead they stole all this artwork 13 which in all was worth 300 to 500 million wow. so there was a load of pen so they knew where the good stuff was well no they, they stole a load of paintings that weren't the most valuable, uh. which is kind of a mystery slash conspiracy. Interesting. But um, to this day, multiple probes around the world for the from the FBI, they think all the pieces of art were sold in 2014. But again, these kind of things aren't done publicly. So indeed, say so, yeah, art art thieves probably the coolest thief. Yeah, because they, it's classy, isn't it? Yeah, there's like sort of gentleman thief vibe to it. Yeah, you know. It's, it's all cool. honor. You can I imagine like if if an art thief gets questioned and uh you know and it's like a good cop bad cop he's one of those guys that's like real cool and slick and knows how to play it. but he's also respectful to the officers. Yeah, he sort of he'll put him down a bit but not in a rude way. Yeah. He he'll, he'll he'll lead them in situations where they make fools of themselves. <laughs> yeah. He's like the pink panther. Exactly, yeah. You know? But uh, also probably the hardest to actually spend your uh, teeth money on. Is you know, art? How are you going to set... Do you know anyone who will buy a painting? Let's say I stole the Mona Lisa. What it's, am I going to do with it? Imagine... I think it's... Do you like, want to buy some art? When, when, when you're talking about... Like, 50 quid. <laughs> when you're talking about, like, I, I suppose in the criminal underworld, that's a real, like, big dick move just yeah. to have the Mona Lisa. I suppose, yeah. You know? 
and that's what it's all about. When you get like you need ridiculous to get amounts of like Pablo Escobar, Pablo, yeah, the when you have like Pablo Escobar levels of insanity and wealth, I suppose you'd probably have a, someone lined up before you do the TV. Yeah. Oh, it would be. Yeah, it wouldn't be something you just like sit on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like your coffee table. In your <laughs> <laughs> sit out there. Yeah. It would okay. be. Uh, so, how did they do it? Is the question. Yeah, or or who are they? That did, no, not how did they do they? it. I think how they did it, like, I'm sure they they got a lot of evidence and stuff like that. But to this day, they still haven't been able to figure out who. Is the art lost still, or is it has it resurfaced? I don't think it's resurfaced, as far as I know. But in the museum, they've kept uh, like the the blank frames where the pl- paintings used to be. They've kept it there as in like memory of. <laughs> Did the art team leave calling cards? I don't think so. You've been duped by the <laughs> Springfield cat burglar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty. Uh, imagine being the security guard that just. Well, I suppose you'd let a police officer in, but. I'd be like, I'm gonna get a bonus for this shit. Yeah. I've just been tied up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not in the job. I'm getting a fucking bonus. Yeah, I'm like, getting on yes. to the union about this. <laughs> they're just they're talking about what they're going to spend their bonus on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't tie me up. <laughs> if you step on my neck, I'll get extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be delighted. <laughs> Maybe they were in on it. That's why. Oh, you think, yeah? Yeah. So it went off without a hitch. So there are, how many security cards did they tie up? I think it said two. They fairly easily overpowered them, it sounds. I, maybe they had guns. How, oh, maybe. How yeah. many were there? Um, enough. Enough. <laughs> and I'd say it wasn't many people like doing it, yeah. but they had a lot of people out back in like a van and... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, stuff like that. Do you have any... Is there any theories? Um, not that I know of. It's like one of them, I think he's a renowned art professor or something. That would be funny, but no, $10 million... It was $5 million for a while, but then they upped it two years ago to $10 million. Do you think we'd have a chance of finding these cats? I don't know. Like, If someone else hasn't done it for that much money, then well, you never know. Mm. And they're active in Boston, you reckon? Yeah. But, right, but we'll, we should we go should have a look. Call up every pizzeria Are you Boston. the art thieves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for some art. <laughs> yeah, call up everywhere and just ask for like, hey, do you have any uh, art? Put the word out that you're looking to buy some art, yeah. <laughs> but like with the phone book, <laughs> and you'll only get like the old people who still have like phones in the phone book. <laughs> Do you hear about this guy? He's uh, looking for art. I hear. I'll give you another one. Will you? Go on, uh, Joshua Maddox. Right, mm-hmm. this lad. He went. Uh, there, there's this cabin. In uh, fucking Colorado, yeah. The owner is like, ah, look, this cabin's wrecked. Let's demolish it. Okay. And they demolish it, and they find like a dead body inside the chimney. Yeah. Of a guy called Joshua Maddox who went missing eight years before. Right. They're like, whoa, how did he get in the chimney? What's he doing in that chimney? <laughs> and like, the police ruled it that he is he Father Christmas <laughs> <laughs> in training. The police are like, look, tell you what, he's after trying to found this cabin. Went up, went up to the chimney and tried to sneak into the cabin that way. Okay. Got stuck. Right. But he, uh, all his clothes were in the cabin, except for a t-shirt. And uh, his head were above his legs. So okay. So he would have gone in face first through a rusty... Gri- oh, yeah, the owner said there was a grate put in in the chimney to stop people getting in. Right. But it may well have rusted through because it wasn't there when it demolished it. Okay. So he would have had to go in head first, take off all his clothes except for a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> go in head first through a rusty gate. Yeah, down a chimney. <laughs> it seems unlikely. <laughs> so wait, so where are the clothes? In the clothes the... are inside the cabin. So which direction? So he had he would have been in the cabin already. And going out through through the rusty grid out up the chimney. He well, <clears throat> his head was closer to the ground, and he's in the fetal position. Oh, it's almost like he'd been stuffed in the bloody oh, chimney. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, was it a, was it a chimney stuffing or? Surely it was a chimney stuck? stuffing. Oh, well, he might have just got stuck. As what well. what reason did he have to be meddling in there <laughs> and, like, trying to escape out the, out the chimney? Well, like you said, maybe there's something to the Father Christmas angle. Maybe, yeah. Um, he can't. 
yeah, Father Christmas, it can't be known. They make it look like suicide <laughs> if you're like a Father Christmas in trade. Yeah, there's been like on millions of Father Christmases through the year. Yeah, it's like stuck in chimneys. Yeah, there's one Father Christmas at a time, but there's a bunch of potentials. Yeah, <laughs> getting stuck in chimneys. Yeah. Uh, someone I was reading a comment. Someone one of the theories is he had a mate called Andy who was, he was hanging out with a good good bit with before he disappeared. <laughs> renowned for stuffing people into <laughs> what chimneys. What Andy? <laughs> Andy was not renowned for that. He wasn't renowned for. Uh, murdering <laughs> <laughs> he was he went to do Mexico and like somehow got talking with this caregiver person sort of made friends with them yeah and then like she was like Quinn to me yaff and he came in and she turned around and he stabbed the old lady she was taking care of today. oh dear and I was like maybe this Andy character didn't he get done for that he got, yeah he got done for that but he like went. how is he now hanging out with uh, this is this all happened before your man disappeared okay he was his mate before he disappeared then your okay. man went off to Mexico by himself on a trip, they said they'd gone together and then did a bit of stabby on his own. Oh, dear. Maybe before he did a bit of stabby, he, got he did a bit of stuffy. stuffy. <laughs> it's like a WWE move. Yes. Well, not really, but it's just such like a ridiculous... In the, in the chimney match. <laughs> yeah. No, no, in your living room match. <laughs> Smackdown. <laughs> Don't tell mom. <laughs> I broke that vase. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you ever... I broke a vase before. Yeah, it's kind of... I know we did a lot of reminiscing in the last episode. Yeah. What was it like? Did you try and hide it? Uh, no, straight away. Like, it was so loud. My mum heard it straight away. Um, so you're gone. Like, sorry. It's like, I told you, no playing with balls in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Were you playing with a ball in the house? I was. Oh, you monkey. <laughs> so I just had that look on my face like, look, I know what I've done. Just get it over with. You cop to it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Very noble, aren't you? Yeah. Um, well, it was in public. It was like, no, it was someone else. Like, Martin, no one else is around. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> it's a mystery. One time I put, I was wondering where dandruff came from. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I'd see it in head and shoulders. Kind of. Yeah. And I was like, why do you get dandruff anyway? I really didn't get it. I was like, what's it like? Yeah. I was like, maybe if I rub a lot of shampoo on my face, I'll get face dandruff and I'll be able to see what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and rub a lot of shampoo on my face. <laughs> Doesn't give me gan. It just kind of bur- burns my face a bit. Like, oh, my face goes all red. And I, was sort of, I was like, ah, it stings. And I came downstairs, and my mom was like, "What happened to you?" And I was like, uh, "No, I put shampoo in my face." <laughs> not wanting to admit, I put shampoo in my own face. Not put it on your face, like, and then you just left no, it there no. for ten minutes. And I was minutes. like, but my mom was gonna go give out to him. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't. <laughs> oh, he's sleeping. Uh, I just sit on his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved it. Well, this fault. I mean, look, we were, I was maybe willing to participate. <laughs> I have to come clean eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, that was a bit of a digression. Um, I've got another one. Oh wait, no, you, did you have one for me? Yeah, I just did one. Um, I'll do a quick one. Go on. Yeah, with the big bloop. Oh, I've heard of this. It's a big old noise in big the deep. Big noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... It's a mega shark. <laughs> yeah. That's why I thought you'd like this yeah. one. Yeah. I wanted to bring it up, because this actually isn't unsolved. Oh, really? Yeah, and I figured out it was it's just... A mega o- shark? It was ice. Like, <laughs> it was an ice an quake. Ice shark. <laughs> yeah. It's like a super low frequency noise at yeah. the, the bottom of the South Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Which Martin... And other people think it's like a Tulu or mega shark. So what is it? Is it like a massive bit of ice it's like breaking? A huge iceberg scraping. But why can't the floor. they? Surely that happens a lot, and they can tell. This is a particularly big one. Or is it a particularly big shark? No, that would have to be a massive shark. I'm just saying it's so like there's so much subjectivity involved in science. That I don't know. That I think you're. With that, you're talking about a shark that can be seen from space <laughs> <laughs> with the right pair of binoculars yes <laughs> have you got your binoculars yet actually no <laughs> I'm still looking into it another thing I want to get now is a laser pointer oh yeah they're great fun. yeah you can get these green ones that apparently pop balloons what yeah do you think you could take down an airplane with a laser pointer if, if you, you got shine, it in the pilot that, that's a thing like uh Remember, did you ever watch like those police shows the UK cops. police shows yeah or, not like, cops yeah and there's ones where it's like from the helicopter's point of view and there was one where helicopters there was some kid uh, shining a, a laser pointer right in the pilot's eyes huh? and they like homed in on him and got him nabbed him oh yeah, yeah. you've been the... nicked <laughs> like beat the shit out of him and throw <laughs> yeah. him in like, jail with a bunch of murderers <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
uh, I thought of a better name for that show. <laughs> what? Night, um, helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so Big Bloop, not Giant Shark. Another blow to the Giant Shark community. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like I feel like you yourself, you brought it up on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yeah. So you yourself know that it's not really ice. I did that as a gotcha, though. No, to draw you in. No, you know damn well. It says it because they have they haven't lifted with the soul. Have you heard mystery ice? sounds? Have you? Have you heard the? I've heard the bloop. I've heard ice. and I've heard I've ice. I've heard the bloop. Have you heard ice underwater? Have you heard a shark underwater? <laughs> yes. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? Well, I heard videos of them. They don't really make that much sound. No. Oh, in my PlayStation VR, there's this thing where you go and there's a big old shark that comes and attacks cool. you, and it makes a noise. Does it? Oh, <laughs> Martin got PlayStation VR, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, changed my life. <laughs> um, we were playing a spooky game on it the other day. And I shrieked a bit. You shrieked like a girl. <laughs> it's <laughs> did, a scary did, scene, Did man. the biggest jumps out of everyone who had to go. The 3D is... Uh... And you were jumping screaming when it wasn't even your turn with yeah. the headset on yeah. <laughs> you're just watching the TV just watching the TV and got a bit of a fright but there's a shark one yeah well I didn't actually play it I made oh. Mal play it <laughs> I'd be too scared for that <laughs> um, but yeah it looked pretty spooky yeah it is good fun yeah but uh, you know what's a mystery Ooh. is what my bloody phone code is okay here we go um, Gareth Williams. So he's a young man. Gary. Worked, worked for MI6. And one day he didn't clock in at work. Um, and he went, and, and he didn't report to anyone for two days after that. So the police went to check in on him. They go to his apartment and they find his body in a bag in the bathtub. And the bag was padlocked on the outside. And the key was in the bag under the body. Oh, the police concluded that it was impossible for him to have locked himself in the bag and there's no signs of any harm to his body, any bruising, anything like that, stab wounds um, or anything like that. Um, so there's this guy who came around in 2015 who was a former KGB agent um, and he says that it might have been Russian intelligence, so that's one of the theories. Um, it's got to be definitely something spy-related. Something spy-related for sure. But I, I reckon whoever it was just had two sets of bloody keys. I was thinking that as you were talking. Spare, spare set <laughs> of keys in Easily there. solved. That's, yeah. It's one of those... Like, and they probably just suffocated in they, the bag then. I'd say so, yeah. If it was in the bath, maybe under Drugged them, suffy. But the, the, so that KGB guy, yeah. he said that uh, it could have been... He reckons what happened. I guess he must have found some intel on it. He fucking did it. No, no, he was a he was a, a British. Uh, he switched to the British. This KGB guy, who's to, who's saying yeah, this yeah. stuff, and unless he, he's a double agent or a triple agent or a quadruple agent. Could you be a triple and, agent? And so Say like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm working both sides. Yeah, yeah, but I'm really working your side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Infinite agent. That's what they do. Um, but anyway, he reckons it was the Russians. They put some like one of these a tiny bit of poisonous gas in his ear. Oh, ear gas. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really, that's a very, you gotta like, Hamlet. Yeah. That's like the only other time I've heard of an ear poisoning. <laughs> it's, it's lost popularity. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing it back, the Russians. Yeah, I think I, I'd like, that's probably my preferred way to poison someone. An ear gas? Not necessarily a gas. Maybe a liquid that I, I can like drop the in. the easiest way has got to be the old, the old drink. Sneezing. Sneezing into them? <laughs> like, How? you have a little sneeze moisture in your hand or poison moisture wouldn't that, and wouldn't, you go, surely you'd you just, get some of that in your face too you, you probably you'd have a sneaky little thing you blow into and it sprays maybe have you heard of that stuff called is it devil's lettuce no devil's devil's whisper or something devil's mm. I, it, it was I'm on not some, well up my poisons it's on some hip vice video oh yeah and it's apparently this stuff and they do that with it they're kind of like as you're walking past someone will just like blow it in your face and they're doing it to like get people you know like basically roofie them oh. but apparently you submit to you're, you're kind of like loose oh yeah I've heard about this but shit yeah, you, you just agree to whatever anyone says to every, yeah exactly which that's crazy uh, I was listening to a true crime podcast that featured that gas yeah um, like the crux of it was 
the husband blew that gas on his wife and told her to kill herself to make it look like a suicide. Okay, did they find it in her blood uh, system? I forget. I think they they, they caught him anyway. I'm yeah. not sure if they found the gas, but they caught him. Yeah. Mad, suspicious behavior everyone always does after they just killed their wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it involves threatening her via uh, Silk Road assassins. Oh, wow. Yeah. On an all elaborate setup. Okay, jeez. Um, but yeah, there you go. That gas, it's out there. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine being in that state. Like, um, surely, like, if you're that far gone where you just agree to everything, surely would you not just also not understand like, I'm anything? I'm tired. I'm lying uh, down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It must be something. Maybe they have to, like, wake them up and they're like, here, you'll do this now. Remember, you have to do this. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's, like, old school witch doctors who are up to that sort of thing. And that's where magic rumours and stuff came from yeah mm. in Iceland do you think Iceland had witch doctors I bet they did uh, maybe shamans I think they'd shamans. be more of a shaman type. yeah or no is that they... the same thing well I don't know <laughs> yeah basically, basically I just associate witch doctors with the jungle <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> We're in like or a Africa big... yeah. yeah or in Iceland it's quite witch a different witch doctors landscape. wear skulls shamans or maybe uh, like wise men of the village like uh, Viking, Hokum, yeah, like Loki stuff. I don't know. What's the Norse god? Okay, we're getting way <laughs> way off topic. I only have fun mysteries now. Fun mysteries gone. Um, uh, so you, we all know Corbin Blue, of course, right? I don't know who you're that a is. big fan. Don't be shy. <laughs> uh, you've got your big. He's from High School Musical. He's okay. the black guy. Okay. Uh. I you still know, don't know. You're a big fan. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm have the poster on your wall. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, he, he's one of the background characters. Yeah. But he is the third most translated Wikipedia page. The third the, most translated Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's been page. translated into the most... Uh, it's Do just behind Barack Obama and uh, Confucius. Are the, those the are also interesting for us too. Okay. There's no living ce- celebrities that have been translated to more different languages than Corbin Blue's page has. And is there a reason... Um, it's, it's mysterious. <laughs> it doesn't. Why? They can tell it's not the work of bots. It's just, it's so someone is, is it is it the work of one person? <coughs> so this is one of the theories is the super fan theory. Yeah. So there's one person out there who, I guess, just really loves Corbin Blue and, and it, speaks a lot of languages. And it's from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Because they figured out no none of the translates came from the same IP address either, but a lot of them come from. Saudi. Okay. Uh, and there's been a user from there that's been banned. Who's like known to Wikipedia for really? being banned and notorious. <laughs> Translating too much? Yeah, or, or I don't know, or just spam. putting weird stuff up. Yeah. So they think this fella is um, a mass, or for some unknown purpose, is translating Corbin Blue's Wikipedia page <laughs> to different languages. How many languages is it? I think 198. Wow. And. I think he's like atrocious English as well. Some of them are just very basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's dedication. <coughs> but um, yeah, you'd be happy with that if you're Corbin Blue. Would you? That's what I was just thinking. Someone if you're really a super likes fan. <laughs> but that's such a like. I'd like if someone like kept I don't know doing it in a normal way like, you know, liking your pictures or something like that. Yeah. But if someone tried like that's real weird there's layers to translating, that, translating wiki. to 198 languages what other motive would they have unless there's some sort of coded message that's what I'd think is it's just like but then Wikipedia is always a strange thing to do you could always have that message messed up by other people editing it yeah that's true hmm. you'd know something's up though that honestly if I'm just saying if I was uh, Corbin Blue yeah. I wouldn't sleep easy you know and there's that much what have you that, that many translated articles. Well, if I told you that we were huge in Japan and we were the most listened to podcast over there, imagine there's millions of people listening. I'd I'd be happy. It would show that Japanese people know how to leave us alone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a respectful society. That's, is that when we? That's what we want to get out there. We want you all to leave us alone, please. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting too many emails. Yeah, swamped. Um, did we ever send out any pairs of your socks because we did actually get two emails oh asking really for socks. I got some ready can I see them they're uh, <laughs> in that drawer there okay um, it's about break time anyway yeah you're going to go look at these socks <laughs> look at these socks 
And will, will we be back or will we not? Who knows? It's a mystery. We will. We are back and we are chewing on some BJ. <laughs> some beef jerky. Delicious beef jerky. It's um. lovely and I ordered a kilo of it on Amazon. Oh, did you on Amazon? That's what happens when you have Amazon Prime. <laughs> How much do they cost? Uh, it, all in all, it was like 20, so in euro, like about 30 euro uh-huh. for 500 grams. So yeah. I bought a lot of it. It's going to last me a while. I froze about 800 grams. And I'm defrosting it bit by bit. Yeah. Slow, slowly mm. leaking my uh, my stash of <laughs> be, be dried, dried meats. Dried yeah. meats, yeah. I had some reindeer meat over Christmas. Ooh. Dried reindeer jerky. Nice. Gamey? Yeah, it's pretty bad jerky, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. I really like, there's this, uh, I think they call it like, it's, it's the really, it's, it's the standard one you'd see in shops around here. Yeah. But it's really sweet. It's basically, oh, it, yeah. it feels like a gummy bear, but. Uh, I think I know the one you're talking about. It doesn't feel like real meat, but it is, it is kind of tasty. Jellied meat. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was a bit of a snack chat, just to take us in from the break. Snack chat. Woo-hoo. Back to our mysteries. I think you've got one about a, a, a bit of a toilet monster. <laughs> well, I've, I've run out of uh, research mysteries, and I'm going to be presenting a personal mystery um, in, t- in two parts, yeah. both involving poo. Nice. So that's two different, two different personal mysteries. Yeah. First is uh, the case of the phantom shitter. Mm-hmm. So when I was in... Um, Secondary school. C-U-S, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> I don't care, I'm going to say the name. <laughs> C-U-S. Uh, so, this was like spanning the whole time we were in school, but in like first year, someone had took a poo in the toilets, right? That, yeah. But pooed either into their hand and on some sort of pallet. Right. And uh, drew on the, wrote messages on the walls with shit. Oh, wow. That says stuff like, I am the phantom shitter. Wow. <laughs> like that. They had enough shit to say I am the phantom. These shit. are big letters. That's awesome. <laughs> now this this kind of went on for a bit. This was when I was well, early on in school, second yeah. or third year or something. But it, it, I think it transpired the original shitter got caught because he did it during the exams, and only one year was in during the exams, and they checked everyone's fingernails. Oh. And they got someone with poo in his nails. Oh dear! But what then, a way to get caught. So we all thought that's him gone. The shitter's down. Yeah. But then wasn't there only a copycat shitter? Oh. Just like any good. Oh, it's like the Hydra. Yeah. You cut off one head and 11 will come in its Which place. It makes you wonder did we get the real shitter? Or yeah. did we get one? Of, was that he already a copycat who got caught? The Phantom Shitter is just a concept. Because I think it was my final year in school, someone had scrawled, yeah. I'm back. Oh, huge, nice. huge brown letters in the toilet. Massive. Oh, that's like, brilliant. I actually got in the toilet to see that one. That's some. Joker level shit. Yeah, it was. Everyone's like, and the teacher's like, "There's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see." <laughs> but there was something to see. Massive poo letters. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So that, you reckon if if how long was the gap between the I'm back and the couple of years? Okay. Three years maybe. So was there a theory about who it was? Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I no, I don't I'm know. Kind of, maybe it was you. Well, it wasn't me. That, that's all. That's the one thing I know for certain. My main theory... That's just what someone who would, who did it would say. My main theory is that it wasn't me. Um, but I think a lot of people end up with phantom shitters in their school. Yeah, it's... Uh, there's always one. I'd say, like, 1% of the population, it does weird poo stuff. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> nice to do it. You, de- you definitely did it. No way. I'm just... No appreciate way. a good joke, though. <laughs> I don't do caca. <laughs> Draw the line at caca. <laughs> there was a... Uh, apparently, that there's this company here. I think they're called Mazars. And there was this uh, thing like going around viral on the internet where there was... I think it was a guy who took a Snapchat of an email. And the email was like an internal email that got, that got sent around the company. And it was like... Can you please? Someone keeps shitting on the floor in the downstairs. Uh, but and there's like a you know a professional like consulting business firm, and they're sending this email out because someone keeps shitting on the floor in the in the toilets downstairs or something. Mm. And someone took a Snapchat of that, and then like sent it to someone else. And then the person who took a Snapchat of it got fired. 
Woof. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, but then the, they never found the the person who kept doing the poos, though, who I think is the real criminal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in this scenario, um, I just I had an experience similar to that once. Yeah. After I I got out of school and <laughs> got into work, I was working in this company I used to work at, and uh, one day facilities uh, sent around an email. And it had an image attached, which was a toilet that was like the seat was just had poo in it, like oh, no. a lot of poo. Yeah. And they're like, this isn't acceptable. <laughs> so of course the buzz was around the office then. Who done the poo? That's outrageous <laughs> to send that picture. Yeah. It's like lads, we can't ask the cleaners to clean this. <laughs> it was like a lot of poo. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> what it looks like. I, I I built up like a crime scene, you know, you're trying to recreate what happened. Mm. So I think the perpetrator must have gone in, and the lights are on a timer. Yeah. So after 10 minutes, they go off. Yeah. He must have gone in, probably a bigger guy. Um, I got his 10 minutes, the lights shut off. He stood up to wipe, and in this kind of surprise at the lights going off, he fell back down as he stood up, and he did a poo stamp <laughs> onto this seat of the toilet. <laughs> And then he wiped and got out of there without looking back because the lights were off. He was yeah. embarrassed. Well, if the lights were off, how did he know he was done wiping? Uh, he probably does. I, I think they can tell. I, I, <laughs> I, the lights have gone off me and I've wiped just fine. Okay, fair You basically, enough. you go to where you think you're good and then, All you, right. then you go a few after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. So that's what I think happened. Anyway, I've been, in that case... That's a real sympathetic... Uh, I, I think it was an accidental pooing. Really? Yeah. Like, who would... <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> come on. You you have a good view of people if you thought that was a Well, I'll tell you, it's also that... Uh, like, none of you will be able to see this, but because uh, I, I don't want to get fired by Snapchatting this. Hmm. <laughs> 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 we shouldn't talk about it at all. No, can... no, I don't work for that company anymore, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the pattern of the poo definitely looked like it was applied by a bum yeah. sitting down. <laughs> Not just done on and pressed in with toilet paper <laughs> That's fine. You, you're like a blood spatter expert yeah. for, for <laughs> shit, Steve. Poo spatter expert. Yeah. That's Ugh. good. Uh, oh, do you want to do more conspiracies? Or, I I mean, mean, the, last, the, last, <laughs> the last mystery I had was just... Apparently it was solved today. Um, I know very little about it. I basically just read the headline. But they figured out what the bloody Easter Island heads were for. Oh. Uh, apparently it was water. Fun? They're for water? Like, uh, a lot of the rain, so it was on these Easter islands, so they wouldn't get much water apart from, like, rain and stuff like that. There's no... So what, they catch rain? They're really porous rocks, so they kind of catch rain, and then you sort of get water out of them. Oh, and they made cool-looking shapes. Yeah, I don't know how they sort of definitively decided, like, yep, that's what they're for. Like, (laughs) did they... I I bet they don't know, and it's just a headline. Yeah. (laughs) I saw this video of a guy doing it. Yeah, the primitive technology. Yeah, that, that is a cool theory. I like that. Yeah, but I, st- I still don't where do like... they collect though? I mean, I know I know there's more there's more body underneath the ground, right? We just see the heads. Yeah, that's what the crack is. Maybe yeah. I don't even know how long ago it was that they were said to have been built. But would the water come out their penises? That would be funny and <laughs> probably true. <laughs> probably probably true. I'd say they just got buried under all that soot, as mm. you do. Yeah. Sooty soot, yeah, I suppose. I hate getting buried in soot. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, do you want to discuss our new currency we've been... Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So we've... Uh, We're developing a new... Economy. Economy, yeah. I've totally got... you got to reimagine the economy from the ground up in that currency is groveling. Yeah, it's the groveling system. It's a grovel economy. So if, if you... If you want something, you have to go to the shop and be like, oh, please, <laughs> please, please, can I have these smarties? <laughs> so, yeah, and if you, you really have, so basically, if you have, say I work at the shop and Kevin's coming to the shop and he's asking me for some smarties. Please. Please, <laughs> can I have these? Kevin will have a certain degree of respect and by groveling to me, he loses that respect. Yeah. So groveling is like spending respect. And when I am the, sh- the shop owner and I give him his Smarties because he groveled for them, Thank I you. gain some respect. <laughs> I've gone up in status. So now I have more respect to grovel with. Mm. So um, So then, yeah, if you want to get Deliveroo. Yeah, so I've got to go on the phone and go, 
Oh, please, please, just a little bit of... I'm really hungry for me dinner. Please. <laughs> yeah, we probably have to do a big grovel. Like, get on the floor and, like, kiss yeah. someone's feet or something. Yeah, all over the phone. And then, so, you, the delivery driver, he'd only go to the restaurant and start going... <laughs> please. <laughs> please, go out food. Oh, let me in. Oh, cut me food. Please. <laughs> So everyone's spending respect by groveling mm-hmm. and gaining respect by being groveled too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the respect you grovel is more than... They'll earn more respect out of this transaction than you spend as well, right? Yeah, so people with high respect, mm-hmm. they have... Their grovels are worth more inherently. Yeah, so we're, we're which saying... Which gives you an interesting situation. Because <laughs> no matter how highly respected, if you're asking asking someone for something that's going to bring your grovel that you yeah. respect down so yeah. those people at that level will start getting people to go grovel for them yeah <laughs> like you go to the shop and get me some Samaritans because you're not going to want to go as, as a person with such high respect you don't want to go to the shop <laughs> and go please can I have some you wouldn't even dare say like please yeah, yeah. so you get people to grovel for you mm-hmm. um, and to do that you have to grovel for them a tiny bit or do you, or do they just get respect? Because you're so respected by being around you, yeah. it raises their respect. If as long as that's true, then yeah. But I imagine you might have to say, "Please, please can you get please, me all these please, things?" Please. <laughs> <laughs> please, fine, fuck off. <laughs> and it, it's it's less of a bad transaction because the people you're grabbing to are more respected than the shopkeepers. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. You wouldn't be grovel. You know what? They probably have, yeah, people under grovel, them. They'd exactly. have people under them who are less respected than the shopkeeper. Exactly. Depends what you're buying. If you're buying a yacht, you'd yeah. have a well respected grovel. You probably only have one guy you'd grovel to. Yeah. Please give me that yacht. Yeah, and you'd <laughs> happily do that. But when it comes to your small day to day items, which, uh, but yeah, it is funny just imagining a, a really rich person going like, all of his grovelers are like on holiday or something. It's like, oh, it's like, yes, oh, yes. Nightmare. But he's gonna have some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But in a way, it's also so it's an economy of respect too. Yeah. Damn straight. Because no, but because if you grovel, if you as a low respect person get groveled to by a high respect person, mm-hmm. you get so much respect for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're high, yeah. It's like it's worth more from a wealthy person. Exactly. So it's all relative. It's, you what, it's we all have to system. grovel a bit to the government. We do. It's almost around right thinking, we're like, yeah, cheers, please, please, pay, please, nice day in this country. Yeah, <laughs> please, please, please. Every the, every day of the year, there's a ceremony, the begging ceremony. They take it. They take a percentage of your your respect in the begging ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> automatically, it's a given. You just have to write it off. <laughs> and you go, everyone goes up in, in queues like, please, 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 keep me safe. <laughs> I was like, please, it's all in unison. Yeah. Please, 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 let me say everyone's, everyone's real half-assed when they say that. Yeah, it's like it's like the national, it's a song, maybe, like the national anthem. Yeah. But it's just gro- a groveling song that you all <laughs> yeah. sing. Do you think in a grovel economy, people who are good at uh, drama and the arts, they would, I'd say they'd be good. <laughs> They'd not necessarily, not necessarily, not necessarily respected, hmm. but they'd be good at getting value for the grovel. They'd be like, oh please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, either that, or they would be, they'd be cashing bad checks and pretending like they're more important than they are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then man, like, they'd get good deals out of that. They'd be like, hmm, please. <laughs> yeah. So in the grovel economy, the dramatist reigns king. All else equal. Like, um, you know those people, you can hire people in China to be mourners at your funeral. And yeah. they'll go up and they'll be like, ah! yeah, And it's like, weird, isn't it? The cult, the, I think the custom is to do like an over-the-top display of There's an episode of, did funerals. you see the Carl Pilkington episode? Yeah. Uh, he has to go and do that and he's, and he's really wrong. not into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, they have to like throw themselves on the floor and stuff. Just like howling. But they'd probably be a luxury groveler. They'd be good, yeah. Very <laughs> good grovelers. There'd be like an international grovel off every you know, four years. You'd start to respect how good they are at groveling. Yeah. <laughs> how how would bigger scale transactions work? Like, I'm talking like across countries, like e- the EU Brexit negotiations. Everyone in the country bows. <laughs> oh, please, yeah. please, please, <laughs> please. It's all everyone just does one thing. <laughs> 
I'm put in exchange of afterlife. Oh, please. Because <laughs> they're about to... Please don't invade Syria. Imagine how. Please don't invade Syria. Imagine what uh, advertising would be like on the TV. Oh, please buy me. Oh, the sort of product that makes you want to say, oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) I promise you'll like it. Oh, please come shop my shop. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> and imagine in a grovel economy, the only thing that's different is that those guys on the street who are in like amnesty, yeah. they just don't really want to talk to you. <laughs> it's just the opposite for some reason. That's, <laughs> that's charity, so yeah. they can't grovel to you. Yeah. <laughs> they are in an inverse economy, charity. <laughs> How do you give them respect then? Do you grovel to them? They're a black oh, please. <laughs> They're a legal grey area in the grovel economy. No, I guess you would grovel at them. So they become more respected. Yeah, so they couldn't be out there groveling because they'd be losing the respect. Exactly. They need to build up respect, just like they're raising donations. <laughs> they sort of stand there with their hands on their hips, yeah. Like, yeah. accepting the grovel. They become the, yeah, they also do well in the grovel economy. Oh, bloody grovel charity muggers. <laughs> yeah, I got out of my face. Oh, I walked past one today. Oh, yeah. I did love... They, did just... they have a quick line for you? They sometimes have a quick line. No, like, I always have my, I had my headphones in anyway. Yeah. But I always do this thing now where, like, because you know they, they always try and lock eyes with you. That's yeah. their thing. Straight away, the tactic is lock eyes with them. From, from like... I'm just like, no. F- no, no, five minutes, don't even like, five minutes away, just like, hey, yeah, I'm coming. And it looks like you're talking to them. And they'll be like, ah, sorry, man, I got to run. Oh. That way it's just like, I feel like that lets them down the easiest. Oh, and I don't want to let them down easy. They're annoying. <laughs> what do you do? Ah, uh, one time. <laughs> There's a guy from Concern that I told him I wasn't concerned. <laughs> I'm not he was like, concerned. Oh, this kid's dying. I'm not concerned. <laughs> I thought I was really clever for saying that. I'm not amnesty. Mostly I just don't make eye contact or just say no. Quick, <laughs> quickly. Uh, yeah. Um, There's one like... guy. One guy was like, "Hey, what's that in the ground? Is that your chance to save a dog?" Oh yeah. And I was like, "No, it's not." There's a guy. <laughs> They're not down there. <laughs> Did I tell you about this? There's a guy the other day, he absolutely got me with me pants down. <laughs> so he was doing this thing where it looked like he had this kind of bag of, uh, it looked like some kind of candy bar or some protein bar kind of thing. And he's standing outside this legitimate looking stall outside spa. And he's like, hey man, do you want uh, one of these? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And I grabbed it and he kind of like pulled it away and he's like, actually, we're not giving out free stuff. Where we want to talk about, and then straight away I was just like, "Ah, oh, oh, no, I'm, gotcha. I'm all right." You got, you. <laughs> got me. Look, you, you made me look like an absolute greedy bastard. Uh, do you ever give them money? Um, no. Because I don't. Like, you don't know what half these charities you haven't heard of. You got to sign up. You, I, you can't give them cash. Yeah, yeah. You got to sign up through some thing. I, I don't want. I, I guess the boxes are all right then. That you can just throw cash out. Throw a bit of cash home. in. Yeah. Away, peasant. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for them to leave me alone. Um. Yeah. So that's the grovel economy. Uh, grovel. We're all gonna get out there and give it a go. Uh, yeah. So burn all your money. It will now be replaced. <laughs> you can exchange it for grovels or yeah. respect. <laughs> the uh, right now, I think the going exchange rate. Give us. Uh, okay, Kevin. I'll value one of your grovels. Okay. Grovel for. Um, give me an object to grovel for. Grovel for. We were doing smarties earlier, and Martin didn't value my grovels very much. Uh. A meal, uh, a starter at the porterhouse. Oh, please, can I have a uh, chicken wings? That was a, uh, I'd give that grovel a, th- a three euro. Oh. So you're not getting the chicken wings, but it's worth three euro. Let me try, uh, please give me the chicken wings. That's, so that's, that's gone less value. That's a euro, yeah, yeah at best. Oh, please, please, gonna have chicken <laughs> yeah. wings. Come you, on, you have to pushing, give me the chicken wings. Pushing ten euro now. <laughs> give me the I wings. think you've gotten the chicken wings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there, there's the system in action. Martin, you're a lot more respectful now. Yeah. You seem like a nice guy for giving me the wings. Thank you. People in the restaurant have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I, I think, walk around with a higher esteem. I think a key component of the grovel economy is an audience. Oh, yeah, being noticed. You can't have a transaction in private. <laughs> no, yeah, it won't work. <laughs> Which makes... Groveling great. in private, yeah, that's... That would make crime difficult. That's what makes the household so lovely. Like, There'd be no more crime. You think? Because you couldn't, like, so... Oh, like, you'd lose respect. Counterfeit watches to someone in an alleyway when it's just you and them. Because no one knows. That's true, yeah. And if you do see it, they'll catch you doing a crime. 
Yeah, that's we true. Eliminated crime with the gravel economy. Oh, that's one of the key features. Crime would crime is impossible yeah. with the gravel economy. Wow, shit. Oh, hell yeah. Invest in Grovel coin today, guys. Wait, 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 wait. There's no coin. Well, we'll we might make a coin. We might make, <laughs> we might make a little coin, guys. You don't know what we're going to do. We might make a little coin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got some app ideas here. Oh, speaking of make a little coin. Coins. Uh, this one's called... Oh, yeah, so I named it first, and then uh. I realised that the name I gave it isn't actually the title of the song that I thought I based it off. Oh, okay. The song was Twist and Shout. But I called the app Scream and Shout. Oh. And it's an app that tells you, uh, it sort of shows you on a map which areas are the least populated. So you can go there and have a good scream. <laughs> um, this is... <laughs> you can also call it Ice Cream, though. It's just kind of the opposite of your uh, Busy Places app. Yeah, it would it would leverage the exact same technology, <laughs> just in reverse. That's, oh, that's no. savvy business yeah. uh, vacuum there, man. Yeah, just layer a load of apps over... A, a density built map. on the where are people API. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here next, I've got Menulizer. Wait, wait, can we let's riff on um, the screaming app? Screaming shout. So basically, <laughs> do you think you'd set up scream zones? Cause so here was you my don't want to go up the mountains just to scream. Exactly. Like anyone can go into the woods and have a scream. That's <laughs> vanilla. But that takes. What if just... what if you wanted to go somewhere that you know is built up, uh-huh. and you just wanted to have a good old scream? What if you want, you might want to go somewhere public and have a good old scream? Check check the app, check the app out. <laughs> but saying you want to go somewhere, you'll you'll see like okay, four a.m. or whatever. But these toilets are good. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. No okay, one's around. Yeah. yeah. Maybe reviews of places. And yeah. Oh, like, like this one. This toilet has really good echoes for a, uh, a good shout. Where do you do your screams at the moment? Into a pillow. Yeah, me too. It's taking a beating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I did. I did bring a screaming pillow into college when we were all doing our final <laughs> really? year. Yeah, most as a joke mostly, but I did. <laughs> I did demonstrate by shooting <laughs> it and then passing it around and trying to get other people to scream into it. That, no, so. that, that demonstration scream was a real. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to demonstrate. This is a funny joke. <laughs> 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 Your nose starts bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one a day. <laughs> You keep demonstrating yeah. it to people all day. Yeah, just the other funny joke. <laughs> like, hey, do you guys want to see how a, a scream pillow works? Like, no. They <laughs> start like crying a bit. Like, right, guys. And then they they leave disgusted. Like, yeah. You need another scream. So yeah, ice cream or the scream and shout app can come with a pillow subscription. Oh, pillow box. Pillow box. Maybe some ice cream as well. Yeah. Because ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. That's true. We all <laughs> sh- shout for ice cream. I don't scream for it. No. Have you ever screamed for ice cream? I might have been like, ice cream! That's... And then went to get it. Yeah. Like, I guess you're screaming for it then. Fair I mean, enough. all child... When you think you're shouting at a child, as a child, to an adult, it probably sounds like you're screaming. high pitch. Yeah. With your testicle-less voice. Yeah. Um, so next we've got Menulizer. Okay. Plug in what foods you like and dislike, and it'll give you a grocery list to make a load of foods that suit you. I realise that's probably... Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, but nice I just, name, though. I wanted to pepper one in that seemed legitimate. Okay. <laughs> because next up... So that, got... that was the decoy idea, decoy everyone, one. to make Martin seem yeah, more normal. Yeah, <laughs> feed it to you guys. Next we got milk swap. <laughs> um, do you have milk that's going out of date soon? Find someone else who has milk that's not going out of date for ages, but they're going on holiday, so don't need it. And swap your milk that's about to expire with them. You only have to get the train for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Do the milk swap. Get back and enjoy your milk. Yeah. Or not have to feel guilty about wasting your milk. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of like the grovel economy. <laughs> it's like how much. Uh, the only way that would work is it'd have to be like a, a built on a platform of public shaming. If people didn't, if people were wasting milk. <laughs> yeah, every, that's the thing. That's, we start we start with a guerrilla marketing campaign that just shames the shit out of people who waste <laughs> milk. Yeah. yeah, my dad would love this. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he loves shaming people drinking too much milk. Really, why? <laughs> He hates it. He hates it. <laughs> you, you, you open a new carton of milk when one carton's not finished. Oh, oh that's that sin. sets him right off. He's pretty calm so, most of the time. I think maybe he'd like milk swaps then. I think he'd love it. 
Um, so you get five milk points when you swap your milk for an <laughs> inferior milk. So uh, we're not our currency regarding yeah. today is milk points. Well, see, the currency is only just milk. Wait. So uh, wait, a hundred milk points buys you a liter of milk. Right. How many milk? Sorry, how many five, milk points you get? Five milk. Five milk points per inferior swap. Right. You spend five milk points as well. Who's the inferior? The one with the uh, sell by date that's closer. Right. And you and you get money for doing that swap. You get milk coins, but which is money. What do you get for the other way around? For get, do you get more milk coins if you're the more generous party in the swap? Yeah, I was gonna say you have to pay milk coins, but no, maybe you should also get milk coins for swapping. Right, because yeah. you're just contributing to the economy of milk. Yeah, and your apps, your apps making money somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's making money through subscription. We sell milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to Big Milk with this idea. What if yeah. see if they can into no no? What if okay. your milk points just discount the milk and you end up buying more of the company's milk then? Or the milk points can discount a selected milk of the month, which I choose, and uh, then it's like do a little you, deal. Do you so curated milk loot boxes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, From like, your big variety of milks. You know? Yeah, <laughs> does it include just like some just, chocolate milk? Do you have like gourmet milk, like chocolate, banana, strawberry milk? Probably. And I they're do like now. they're like the reward milk. Yeah. And of course, they'd be useless to swap because who's letting their banana milk go off, dude? Yeah, that's you true. Know? I'm drinking that boy on the walk home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, right, so you'd be like the milk king. The milk king, yeah. Mattress or mattress milk. Mattress milk. Ah, <laughs> oh, mattress milk. <laughs> that's disgusting I hate when stuff is called milk that isn't actually milk like even almond, almond milk, milk. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's just like ground, pulped and pulped watered almonds <laughs> um, so next up I've got heckler All right. you, you record heckles onto the app and then you can trigger them from your phone speaker using a remote dongle <laughs> so you can heckle people discreetly <laughs> from your phone from your phone you just leave it like near a desk someone's desk and then record like nice shoes asshole <laughs> wanker <laughs> which is <laughs> so what if they they hear this heckle uh-huh. who said that oh, I've come from this phone whose phone is this you you put it in a at a place that's just about like they can't get it or they don't like maybe in the ceiling even we did that ceiling in school boards. once as a prank yeah and I say we it's a classic I think it was someone else other than us. <laughs> Might have been someone in my brother's year did it. They okay. lifted up the styrofoam tiles in the ceiling and and played stuff off their phone. Oh, that's brilliant. Which flummoxed the elderly teacher. <laughs> yeah, they'd have known it. <laughs> it's a ghost. <laughs> I saw a ghost. They played, oh, maybe it did happen in my school. They played the sheep shagger. Remember that? This used no. to be going around where you'd be sharing polyphonic ringtones off your Nokias. Oh, I remember those Through the infrared. Yeah, so yeah. This, this is just a little audio skit thing. Yeah. It's called the Sheep Shagger. It's a guy who's shagging a sheep and narrating it. Nice. He's like, oh, Jesus, you dirty bad sheep. And the sheep's like, meh, meh. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just the noise of him having sex with the sheep. <laughs> Which is very distracting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. For a lot of pains. will put that in the middle. Do that, yeah. The sheep shagger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe it's stupid. Maybe I'm just remembering it fondly. But anyway, sorry. No, you can That's what you do with your in. heckler app. Yeah, so it's just for, uh, you know, getting one over... You know that uh, quip you've always wanted to say to someone? You can record oh, that and then... But this, you do always think of better things to say when you've, you're away from the moment. Exactly. And then you can record them yeah. and use them for good. Or evil. Or evil. <laughs> Mainly evil. The next one, Library of Dreams. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what I actually gave thought to. Okay. So it sets a reminder whenever you wake up and you enter the dream that you had last night into a kind of diary. It then sort of analyzes what everyone who's using the app wrote in their dream last night and then matches you up to see if someone else had the same dream and also it uh if there was an event that happened after your dream uh it'll tell you like oh you dreamed this and predicted it i love this idea yeah. i legitimately would use this app yeah or would read stories online about people, people who used it, it properly <laughs> where i often wouldn't remember to put my dreams in <laughs> yeah i'd install it every day the reminder would come I'm like ah oh, fuck off None, nonetheless i wanted to exist yeah uh, <laughs> i think that'd be cool you could uh you'd have like uh you could do some deep text search on it yeah pull out some keywords yeah something like that 
Like I assume the tech, yeah, the ability for computers to sort of pass through that stuff and it actually, can do that. Like, dude likes a word cloud extremely easy. Yeah. Um. Well, so that we want to make this. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, Should we bleep this much, out of the podcast? How much will you pay me to make this up for you? How much time will it take how you? How much will you pay me? In grovels? Show me. <laughs> oh, please. Please make me up. I want, please a, make me up. I want, I want a regular grovel every hour. <laughs> I'll record please. loads of grovels for you and drip feed them. <laughs> With your other app. The heckler app. <laughs> the heckler app, yeah. Being used I just grovels. give you my phone and then remote grovel every, every hour. Oh, please. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Let's tie it everything together nicely. Yeah. <laughs> what fun we had. Ugh. Well, yeah, second half wasn't really that mystery so much. But yeah, we uh, solved all those mysteries with the grovel economy. <laughs> it, does, it does solve crime. <laughs> There's no crime, no mysteries. Grovel me, grovel you. Is it, it's That's probably, our it's untraceable, line. too. Um, which is no, it is traceable because there's a witness to every grovel. Oh, yeah, unless you grovel in private, it's 100% traceable. Groveling and groveling in private, we've established, is worthless. Yeah, what so does that mean if you ask your mom? He groveled to me, like, no, I didn't. So, if you're in private right now, Hmm. you can't grovel to anyone. Well, yes, because the whole point of groveling is accepting a grovel is to make someone's shame them. No, no, accepting a grovel makes your respect go up, yeah, and. If no one sees that you've accepted oh, yeah, the grovel... that's true. How is your respect going to go up? Your confidence goes up. <laughs> well, no, no, your hold respect on. doesn't. Hold on. You've no, just, okay, no, you've we're introduced messing, a totally new variable the to economy. the grovel. <laughs> <laughs> confidence. Well, maybe that will have an effect. Yeah, we'll build on the grovel economy uh, <laughs> or grovel, throughout grovel each episode. Grovel 2.0. Mate. <laughs> yeah. We include confidence as a metric. Yeah. We're going to uh, instate a mayor this week... Um, but yeah, we'll keep working on it. Instead of mayor of the grovel economy? Yeah. <laughs> so grovelous. Alright, well, everyone, please uh, leave us a tweet or please review us on iTunes. Oh, please. Please. Goodbye.